Guess where we're going today? I don't know, but I think it involves our RV. We're going to take everybody out west uh, from us, and we're going to go see some uh, faces carved on a stone. That sounds kind of cool and creepy. It's, uh, we're also going to a place as a national park and a national monument underground. Seriously? I had no idea that was even a thing. That's right. That's what we're going to do. So where are we taking everybody today? We're going to Mount Rushmore and beyond. Put your seatbelts on. Here we go. Did you know that 46 million Americans plan to take an RV trip in the next 12 months? 90% of recreational vehicle owners take three or more mini vacations every year. Welcome to the RV Destinations Podcast. If it's RV travel, we're talking about it. From campgrounds to museums to national and state parks, kayaking and hiking opportunities. One of the most fun and pleasurable things you can do is just hit the road. So be ready to be inspired. Welcome in to the RV Destinations Podcast. Now your host, President Randy Beheimer and Editor-in-Chief Callie Beheimer. Hello and welcome to the RV Destinations Podcast. This is the podcast series where we talk everything about RV destinations across the United States and Canada. I am Callie Beheimer, Editor-in-Chief of RV Destinations Magazine, here with that guy. You know him. You love him. You've been waiting for this moment. It's Randy Beheimer, the president of RV Destinations. Da, 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 da. Oh, my God. I really have no idea what you're doing today. Did, did uh, you smoke some of that funny weed, weed that's I, legal in Colorado? No, I didn't. I am high on life. Oh, my gosh. Well, you, you, know, you know what she's excited about? It's her birthday weekend, and we're headed to Nashville. So we're going to hit up uh, Broad Street uh, for her birthday this weekend. Yes, so that, that's why you're all pumped I up am. on apple juice. I am all cracked out on Mountain Dew right now. <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined by the ever-so-famous Whitney O'Halick. Hi, Whitney. Hi. Just how famous am I? I, you are super famous. I mean, you have been on this podcast more than any other person. So I feel like people are at this point now, they're like, well, where's Whitney? Is Whitney on this week? She needs to be on this week again. Well, I'm more than happy to be here just as often as y'all want me. Good, good. Okay. Why are you, what, what are you doing over there? So I ordered a wedding band and apparently it came from Korea or China or something. Um, yeah, I can't tell where it exactly came from, but... It looks like it's like nine t- sizes too small. <laughs> it does. It's so tiny. It, it was it was like four dollars on Amazon, and, and I'm I like, think oh, you it ordered cool. it like two months ago. I, d- I did. I but might be able to use here. that as a pinky ring. Yeah, it's gonna be your pinky ring. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So th- the reason that is is because you know at first we uh, we only asked Whitney to do these top tens, yeah. and, and we pretty much gave her kerblons to do anywhere she wanted. Well, since then, we've invited two other mm-hmm. uh, of our writers to do it, so we got a total of three. Actually, we got a total of four. We got a lady up yeah. in Canada that's starting to write them for us, so uh, one of our um, Canadian writers. So we've got four people that are scouring this beautiful North American continent to find destinations to bring to you, the listener of RV Destinations Podcast. Yes, and talk about all the top ten things to do at all these really cool places and my list for places keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger because of all the cool stuff that 
Whitney and a bunch of other folks are bringing to us. Yeah, but Whitney's been with us since uh, the I think beginning. issue two, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, Right? Yeah. So we, we uh, you helped co-write uh, the Boston article. Actually, you yeah, pretty much you wrote, wrote the, the Boston <laughs> article. I think we filled in. So that was a weird situation because we had Boston uh, as, as the feature destination in the magazine. And that's when COVID hit and we couldn't get up there. They had all kinds of crazy requirements. So we reached out to Whitney and she, sure enough, wrote. Um, she came through. She saved the day. She saved the magazine. She saved our butts. It's, it's because you were this. still in existence. Y'all every day before I go do anything else, y'all are like pumping me up over here. We're like, well, Whitney, Whitney. Well, if your husband ever doesn't uh, understand how valuable you are, we'll call him. How about that? That's right. All righty. In the rare instance that he might forget how amazing I am, <laughs> I'll give you a call. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. Perfect. Well, what are we talking about today? This is really cool. So we're doing Mount Rushmore and beyond. And beyond. And I hear beyond. I hear Buzz Lightyear and, and beyond. beyond. I know. I feel like you can't say it any other other way except for and beyond. Yep. But this this is really neat because a lot of people go out to this area to see Mount Rushmore. Um, but then they kind of, it's just like a, a stop through, you know, they stop, they check the box, they saw Mount Rushmore, and then they're off someplace else. Whether oh gosh, there's so much to do. In, there's yeah. so much to do in that area. There I mean, is. so much. And uh, I forgot that there was so much to do. And when I started reading some of the fun facts, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. We did that. And that's pretty close. And, yeah. and so, I mean, do yourself a favor. We've been there twice or mm -hmm. three times. We've we been there three uh, times. Actually Two or three think, times. I can't. I think yeah. it's three. And we still haven't touched on everything there is to do in the Black Hills and in that mm -hmm. area. So. Actually, it is three because we took our sweet little friend girl, uh, Tori, when she was younger. This the kind of like we're kind of her mentors. Yep. We took her and yep. then you and I went. Yep. And then when we had the exchange student, yep. Luca, he, yep. we took him out there. That's right. Yep. So three times. We are we are very familiar with the area, but I still feel like we haven't seen uh, everything. Now, you, now you just recently came back from this area, right, Whitney? W wasn't this more recent? I did. Yeah, this was maybe four or five weeks ago, so this was very recent. And I went with a friend, and I had wanted to go for a long time, and I just never made it happen because I thought, like, it's just Mount Rushmore, and like, it's the biggest right. thing. It's literally gigantic. Um, but I didn't consider that there's so much else to see. And I think other people kind of fall into that box as well of like, you know, it's a little bit hard to get to, you have to fly into this teeny tiny airport or you have to drive for days and days and days mm -hmm. from the East coast where I live just to get there. Um, and you're like, well, you know, I'll do that at some point when I'm out that direction, but really, it can be your whole destination because there's so much to do in and around. Like within, you know, an hour and a half drive, there's probably a million things to do. And we're just scratching the surface with this top 10. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, because I know we were out there and we stayed at one of the locations that you're writing about. And I won't mention it because we're going to save it for the top 10. Isn't that much of a secret to it say is. the city we yes, stay at? Yes, it is. We're, people okay. are on the edge of their seat right now in anticipation. They're like, oh, what could it be? Are you talking about the place Hickok got killed? Yes. Okay. You can give clues, but you can't give it away. Okay. Um, but So we stayed in this town and we're just able to 
go and do all of these different things that weren't that far away. Um, so it was just really cool to, you know, take one, a beautiful drive to get to a place that was maybe an hour away, 45 minutes away, hour and a half away, and just make all these great little day trips. Yeah. Depending on where you stay in your RV, uh, you could be driving quite a bit because it is a big area. Um, and as Whitney and Callie both said, mm-hmm. there's a lot to do. And so, uh, I think the last time we were there, we were doing like an hour, hour and 20, hour 30 minutes. Yeah. But I, I think within about an hour and a half, you could do almost everything depending yeah. on where you're staying yeah, uh, in the area. Yep. So, But it's uh, pretty condensed right there in the Black Hills. And so that's what we're really talking about, the Black Hills and Badlands. Badlands technically is not in the Black Hills. It's actually outside of the Black Hills. Is that but, over there by Wall Drug yep, and yep. the Wall? And we're going to talk about all that. Yep. Okay, cool. All right, so we want to do some fun facts first? Yes, yes we do. Do All right, so, and this is coming directly off of TravelSouthDakota.com. Uh, the first one uh, is fitting, and, and let's set the record straight. The Black Hills aren't black. <laughs> and this is actually true. We've heard this many, many times. The Black Hills are beautiful. The Black Hills are serene, but the Black Hills aren't exactly black. The Lakota people called the small mountain range covered primarily by ponderosa pine trees, pasapa, or hills that are black. While looking at the Black Hills from uh, afar may give you the impression it's the trees doing all the work. You're seeing the shadows they cast on the stone. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we'd, we'd heard that. I, I don't know if, uh, where we heard that, but we had heard that before. So Yeah, uh, that's like the Black Forest in Germany. It's not uh, actually black. It's just dark green. <laughs> oh, interesting. That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, so if you're a U.S. citizen, you've seen a particular Black Hill a million times over the, your lifetime. And huh? hands down, it's one of the most recognizable land uh, recognizable <laughs> landmarks in the United States is Ra- Mount Rushmore. Oh. That is actually a hill in the Black Hills. Located among the Black Hills near Keystone, South Dakota, the massive carved faces of American presidents George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln dominate the view from all around. We'll talk more about that in the top ten, of mm-hmm. course. I don't want to give it all away, but moving right along they're both a national park and a national monument underground. And I think uh, she might touch on this, too, so I don't want to go in too much detail. But you can drive, and uh, drive, walk, or bike the entire Black Hills and Badland region, and you'll see a lot, but you won't see it all. That's because Wind Cave National Park and Jewel Cave National Monument are underground. That is so cool. Yeah. And we didn't do that because you're not an underground kind of guy. You don't like underground stuff. It's not that I don't like it. It's that we live, uh, you know, an hour and a half drive from Mammoth Cave, which I've is the largest in the once. world. You know, you know, when you when you're a kid, that's the place the field trips go. That's the place you go with the summer with the family. So I've seen it so many stalactites, stalagmites. Have you ever seen uh, I Wind not. Cave? I no. have not. See, Randy, missing out. That's right. Uh, the next one is the Badlands have their own road trip. If you want to experience the majest- uh, majesty of Badlands but need to keep the motor running, drive I-90 going east and take exit 110, you're welcome. South Dakota, uh, Travel South Dakota says, this is the Badland Loop State Scenic Byway. Oh, cool. South Dakota Highway 2. We've done this. Um, South Dakota Highway 240 winds its way through the eastern portions of the Badland National Park, snaking and crawling between ancient rock formation cliffs and colorful spines. The, the road runs about 40 miles. Oh, yeah. I do remember that Yeah, now. we did that. That's the yeah, main that road that neat. takes you down that there. Was, that was a great way to kind of see the park remember, quickly. Remember, we were looking for that boondock by the yes. cell phone tower. Yep. Uh, if you just keep going down, that's the road they're referring to. Okay. So. 
And there, there actually is, uh, in, in between Wall and Badlands, there's a great boondocking place. If uh, it's by, still there. Because yeah. it was boondocking, and then we went to go boondock there, and it wasn't. And then we came back again, and it was. So no, it, 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 it's, it's still there. I think they just shut it down for whatever reason. But it, if it rains, the, the ground gets really soggy yeah. and it's hard. You can get stuck back there pretty easily is our understanding. So. Uh, but take a look at that. That's a real because you what you, what you do is you boondock. You pull up to the edge of the bad, yes. Badlands, and and you know when you look out your RV, you're seeing the entire Badlands. So we drove in there with our we had a truck at the time, mm-hmm. a four by four truck, and drove in there to scout it out. But ended up not boondocking there because uh, the one time we go there, they had it shut down for some yep. reason. But um, uh, Mount Rushmore isn't the only face carved in stone. We'll talk about Crazy Horse's monument there, too. I'm not going to go into any more because that's on the top ten. See, see, Whitney, this time I paid attention what's in your top ten. <laughs> I'm so proud and excited for you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It only took how many podcasts for him to do this? I got so tired of Callie saying, oh, oh we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> okay, so mammoth fossils are still being excavated in the Black Hills. Over 60 individual mammoth remains have been identified and preserved at the mammoth site in Hot Springs, South Dakota. Oh. These are woolly mammoths, not like Mammoth Cave. Um Look no further for the ultimate roadside attraction than Wall, Wall South drug. Dakota. This is a very strange place. Callie b- bothered me for years, years to go to this place. Because you would go did. flying by with purpose, and that purpose was no, we're not stopping. And I'd go, there goes Wall Drug. Quick, 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 Wall Drug. Can we please, please, please? Yeah, okay, if you've I been across, what is that? I 80? That I, they, okay, that I is I 80. They only advertise Wall Drug for like the. In, for 140 like, miles or right, something like that. In both directions. Do you know what we're talking about, Whitney? I do. I went to Wall Drug. Uh, okay, See, so you saw you the sign go. that, yeah. you know, one mile after. Uh, uh, yeah, so we like get, they start out like 200 miles away, yeah. and then like when you get within the last 50 miles it's almost like every mile so it's ridiculous how many billboards but uh travel south dakota says uh, it doesn't matter if you're for you're in toronto south dakota or toronto ontario you've seen a wall drug bumper sticker and wondered you know just what you're looking at the explanation is a little complicated but wall is home to one of the most bizarre and well-loved tourist traps in the nation When's the last time you went to pick up your prescription and had to avoid an animatronic Tyrannosaurus Rex? Yes. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it, it it is. It's very. It's pretty much a tourist trap, but it's fun. You got to stop by and it. see it. And they do. There are several places that you can park an RV. We pull yes. a big forty. Well, our big coach that we have now, uh-huh. forty-one foot motorhome with our toad behind it. Right. So you you can find parking. No worries there. You might not want to drive it down the main drag there. Um, so. This is literally the halfway point of your cross-country road trip. They don't call it middle of the map for nothing. Bella Forche, I believe, South Dakota is federally recognized as the geographic center of the United States. That's not too far from the Black Hills. Cool. Um, the Black Hills Gold Rush put California's Gold Rush to shame. Mm. The largest and deepest mine in the Western Hemisphere, Homestake Mine in Lead, South Dakota. This actually is in the Black Hills. You can go up and tour uh, they've got like a little museum or something like there. Uh, excuse me, I said lead. It's actually lead, mm. South Dakota. It's uh, netted some 41 million ounces of gold in its 126 years of operation. So wow. a lot bigger than the California gold rush. Um, there's a time to grab your motorcycle. Uh, Sturgis, South Dakota, yeah. pretty much everybody's familiar mm-hmm. with that. That's pretty close to this area. It's not right at the Black Hills, but it's not too far from it. Uh, over 500,000 bikers oh, come geez. to the small town of Sturgis every single year. 
And last but not least, this was hilarious. I was dying laughing. Um, actually, there's two more left. I'm going to save the funny one for last. So our, our poker game is strong. Deadwood, South Dakota, where Wild Bill Hickok used to spend all his days, is more than an HBO series. The Gold Rush town may have a population of less than 1,500, uh, but okay, she's waving at I'm me. Waving she's throwing at stuff, you. and, and right. I did. I do know that this okay. is on it, but there's okay. more to okay. Deadwood than just this. Uh, ba- basically, yeah. Okay, I'll end it there. Right. She <laughs> she the, shot me down. I shot him down. I'm mean, just like, hold your give, horses, gotta, literally. Well, well, I know this one is not on okay. Whitney's top ten, well, so I'm going to read Share this. away. All right, so stay tuned for this. This is extremely important. Mm-hmm. And a time to race to the outhouse. Getting to the bathroom can sometimes feel like a race to the finish line, but residents in Nemo, South Dakota, really have taken it to the next level. So the next level is hard to believe. Each year, an annual outhouse race, yes, that's a thing, (laughs) called the Nemo 500, sees one rider on the pot while a team of four or five push to the end. Oh, my god! An accompanying chili cook-off in the morning helps helps competitors get the fuel they need to keep (laughs) spectators busy between launches. It doesn't really matter who wins. Those... Imagine there's some bragging rights, although imagine there's some bragging rights involved, as all the proceeds go to providing medical assistance to the children of Nemo. Oh, that's cool. That is awesome. Oh, that is great. If I'm wherever in that area that time, that'd be so fun to watch. We, we've got to go do an article on the Nemo yes, 500. The Nemo 500. It's like <laughs> How much for this being a clean show? Right. <laughs> now we're pulling out the bathroom humor. Yeah, this show exactly. just went to crap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was so good and bad. Are we ready to jump in here? Yes, my love, we are. Okay, so number 10 is try the bison, elk, antelope, wild boar, and more. And I totally agree with you, Whitney, that you can literally find any of these different types of meats and pretty much everything. So what were some of the things that you tried when you were out west? Oh, so I've... I tried buffalo or bison, which is the same thing in like every form. Hot dogs, in a burger, um, on skewers <laughs> with, <laughs> with Thai peanut sauce. I mean, they have they have everything bison. But also they have wild boar, antelope, elk, deer, all kinds of things. And um, so my friend got elk ravioli. Oh, wow. So for the Italians out there <laughs> want a taste of the elk ravioli, um, but they just had everything. And um, as, I'm a huge meat eater. I love protein. Mm-hmm, me too. And I, I just could never make it as a vegetarian. Don't even get me started on trying to go vegan. That's like oh. never going to work for me, but no yeah. judgment. Not working for me because I really like the taste of elk. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is the place to try it. If you have ever wanted to try and unusual to you meat. This Mm -hmm. is the place to do it. Um, I actually bought some elk jerky and bison jerky at Custer State Park, um, which is pretty fantastic. And um, I may have gotten some to give to my dad for his birthday this year. So don't tell him. Okay. uh, But that's coming. (laughs) It'll be our secret. Yes. You can take it home with you as well. (laughs) And I, you know, we, I I love bison. I absolutely love bison. I prepare it myself. So you know. It's so tasty. It's so lean. So for anybody out there that, you know, wants to stay away from a fattier meat, a lot of these meats like bison and elk and antelope and boar are way more lean than a lot of times hamburger. 
um, and pork. So it's just, yeah. it's good. And I know when we were in wall, uh, we went to a little restaurant and I had a, a bison burger. Well, we, was, we headed all over the oh, place. All over the place. It, I like get it every everywhere. single bar and grill in yeah. the area serves bison or elk or something. So we, everybody we, has some kind of bison on the menu. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. yep. And bison is very, very lean. It's I super, super just lean. said that, you but I, you were playing on your phone. I was, <laughs> I was trying to pull up the restaurant we ate at, but I, I couldn't find it. So, so, and we had elk burgers too. Yep. We um, did. And those were pretty good too. And then what I, I love about bison is that it's super lean, and yet somehow it's really tender. I would think that like a super lean meat would be really tough and hard to eat, but mm-hmm. it is so not. It is delicious. Right. If you never had bison, this is the place to have it. Oh, absolutely. And it, and, you, and you're right. You can try it in all different forms. So if you're like, well, I don't really want to try a burger or steak because what if? Well, then do it like a hot dog because they even do them in hot dogs. I mean, it's, it's so good. Actually, I had the bison hot dog at Wall Drug. Did you? I did. Very cool. I wonder if I had it there too. I'm starting to wonder because I I have like this fetish with hot dogs. In fact, I'm probably so excited right now because we are going to Nashville this weekend and we will be hitting up Printer's Alley specifically to get a hot dog. So I'm I'm a little stoked over hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, we we actually had a reindeer hot dog out in Norway. Uh, oh. oh the- yeah, actually, that was in Bergen. Uh, it was wasn't in Bergen. Bergen. Yeah, I know. It's like our little connection on the other <laughs> side of the world. I love it. All right, it. so get get out to get out to the Black Hills area and see, uh, try bison, elk, antelope, wild boar, and more. And more. And now we can talk about Deadwood. So number nine is go to historic Deadwood, and this is the oh, you giving me permission now. I am. Thank yes, you. Now you may speak. Thank you. And we stayed in Deadwood, and this was the town that I was so coolly alluding to before. But uh, Deadwood, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. There's so much to see and do there. So what all did you do when you were there in Deadwood? So I did not actually go to Deadwood. I only had two full days and we spent it mostly at Mount Rushmore and Badlands and Custer State Park. So I didn't, so I'm going to have to go back because you guys have talked about Deadwood and I wanted to go. We just did not have the time. So definitely spend more than two days. Yes. (laughs) Go out there. You guys talk about Deadwood. Tell me all about it. Oh my gosh. Deadwood was so cool. And I mean, the, the history. So like when the gold rush happened, Deadwood was the town that was built up from nothing. And it was this crazy outlaw, super, super rough town, um, which is where the likes of like Calamity Jane and Wild Bill Hickok all came to be uh, because of just how insane this town was. Well, it was actually not even supposed to be a town because no. that was all signed over to the uh, uh, Lakota uh, Laco- Indians. Yep. Uh, it was all protected. And, once they uh, heard there was gold there, they, you know, Deadwood uh, become a town, and it really was not supposed to be there because it was very much on Lakota um, territory that was part of a recent treaty that they signed with the Indians. So it shouldn't even been there. So, so you know, now it's cool to see all the history. A lot of the buildings are um, they're not really original because there were several fires yeah, that burned several, them down I mean, two or three times. But they're still pretty old, I think. Yeah, some of the buildings are, and they still do, uh, they do like a little uh, fun little gun battle in the street, you know, by folks dressed up in character costumes. Um, But like when Deadwood, yeah, burnt down several times because when it first people, when first people first got out there, it was just a big tent city. Um, There was really like no 
permanent establishments and then it burnt down a couple times that way and then they started building buildings and burnt down a couple times that way and then they start, got smart and started using stones. Yeah, so now, so now you know, you've got some older building from the 1800s but uh, you've got a lot of casinos in there now and that's kind of yeah. cool to say you've gambled in you know, in, 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 in Deadwood. Deadwood yeah. uh, but a lot of cool little uh, cafes. Uh, one of the coolest things I think is Saloon Number 10, uh, which is uh, actually where uh, Wild Bill Hickok got killed. Yeah, where he was shot. Right. You can go down. So, so it's a bar right now, bar slash restaurant, but you can pay like, I don't know what it is, five, ten dollars It wasn't much. And you mm-hmm. go down into supposedly the area where all that happened. And they do a little skit there, if you remember. Everybody was uh, dressed in period yeah. clothes. Uh, and then they do a little skit, and of course he's holding Dead Man's hand, uh, Aces and Eights, I guess is what it, isn't that Dead oh, Man's I hand? Oh, d- I have no idea. I think it's idea. Aces and Eights, I think, is considered Dead Man's hand, I believe. Uh, but any, anyway, so you can go down in there and tour that, watch the little skit there. But uh, then then when you're walking down the sidewalk, the, they have a sign that says, this is where they caught the guy that shot Wild Bill Huck, Hickok. Remember that? Yep. There was a sign marking kind of the place where they caught the guy. They tackled him and threw him in jail. and can't remember his name, but I don't remember all the details. But yeah, just a really, really cool place. And as Callie said, uh, every was it every day they had the, every uh, day, yeah, every day that yeah, they the, did this little shootout in the street. Yeah, so they shut down the street. So, so there's a, uh, it's basically the historic street. They shut that down and do a little play there, but. Um, it's pretty amazing. A lot of people come out to that. So that that was a lot of fun. There's several campgrounds right in the area that uh, we stayed at. Uh, one of them, I don't remember the name of it, but it was a, uh, it was a lot of fun there. You could almost walk to everything. Yep. Absolutely. So once you're done with Deadwood, number eight, I am so fascinated about this is visit Wind Cave National Park. And so this isn't too terribly far from Custer State Park, is it? Yeah, it's about 45 minutes from Custer State Park. And this is another one that we actually had to miss because part of it was closed oh. while we were there. Um, just temporarily, not permanently or anything like that. But it was enough that it wasn't worth going the extra 45 minutes because it was the part that we wanted to see wasn't open. But this is the place where bison and people come from, according to the Lakota people. Oh, so it's very like the cool. birthplace of bison and people. Oh, that's really cool. So that is pretty cool. And also, it is one of the oldest state parks. So it was founded, I looked it up, it was founded in 1903, January of 1903. So it was one of the first national parks, which I think is super cool. And I'm super sad that we missed it, but I'm definitely planning on going back just partly just to see this. Yeah. And I I wanted to see this while we were here or while, while we were there, I should say. Sorry. Um, but, you know, Randy just he's not a big fan of going underground because, like he said, he spent all those years at Mammoth Cave doing that here in Kentucky. But I am fascinated with caves and I don't know why. So maybe and I'm slightly uh, claustrophobic. Well, not I am, bad, but not bad. I don't do it every time. Yeah. yeah, I get a little wonky sometimes depending on how small the space is. If it's big enough, I'm totally fine. But, yeah, we're definitely going to have to check that out next time we're in the area. For sure. Well, Wind Cave is one of the longest and most complex caves in the entire world, not just in the United States. So it might be doing. Yeah, that's really cool. And I'm looking at the pictures online. And, I mean, there's more to do there at the park as well. I mean, if you don't want to go underground, they have a decent amount of hiking trails, don't they? Mm -hmm, Like 30 miles or something of hiking trails. Wow. So, yeah, plenty to do there at Wind Cave if you want to go underground or stay above ground. That is very cool. 
All right. And speaking of, of hiking and walking, number seven is take a hike in Badlands National Park. And we, babe, is this the one we drove through? Yes. Okay. So we drove through it. I didn't realize that there was hiking there. I guess silly me just thought you just it's, drive it's a national through the park. park. I know. I know. But I guess because we drove through it, I just didn't realize that you could actually get out and hike. <laughs> A lot of people, I think, do just drive through, um, but at, at basically any place where you can pull off, there were hiking trails, you know, spanning out from all of the parking lots, <laughs> every place that we went here. And um, the, my favorite was Yellow Mounds Overlook. And I did see some people hiking down in there, but just to look at them was amazing. It's like that color can't possibly be real, like it can't possibly be found in nature, and yet it is. Um, but they're like purple and yellow, of course, and green. And but you've just come from this like whitish, beige, otherworldly looking area that is also the Badlands. And you're just like, well, where did this, you know, all this color come from? Um, so and it's just like at a different elevation. So it's just the different colors. Um, but that was the coolest thing. Oh, that's cool. Definitely one of the coolest things to, to do there, in my personal opinion. But there's also, there's several trails, um, but the one that most people do is the Notch Trail. And it's kind of the most famous. It has this ladder. And my friend who was with me is, um, I hope she listens to this because I'm going to brag on her. She is actually my parents' age. She's a family friend. And she had wanted to go, you know, on a trip with me. And I was like, well, let's go, you know. And so one of the things she wanted to do was this notch trail because it has this ladder. And she has a replaced knee. She, like I said, is my parents' age. And I'm not going to tell you how old that is, but older than me. And <laughs> um, she was like a, a billy goat on this thing. I mean, she <laughs> was fantastic. And she mostly what she said was, I want to do that ladder. I want to do that ladder just to prove that I can do it. And she did it. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. This, I mean, it's a shorter trail. I think it's maybe like a mile and a half, but it is a challenging trail because it's parts of it are really narrow and you've got this ladder situation. <laughs> And it was the whole thing, but she was phenomenal on this trail. But there are several trails. If you are not into ladders, if you're not into drop-offs, there are several trails for you. And the Badlands, I kept thinking, these things look like something. Mm -hmm. They just look like something, like a giant version of something. And it hit me about halfway through. They look like gigantic anthills. Uh, <laughs> yes, you're right. They, they do. They just look so bizarro. And it's it's like, like, like I said before, it's otherworldly. Um, it looks like you're on a totally different planet. And what's so cool about the Badlands, it's one of those places, you know, when you start, when you, you're heading out west on I-80, it is flat. Like flat, yeah. flat, 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 yeah. flat. And you, and you just Earth see planes. for miles and miles and miles. And then all of a sudden it's like, wham, there are the Badlands. And it's just this completely different, totally crazy and unique scenery that you've not seen for the past eight hours that you've been driving because there's been nothing but flat. So I just think it's so cool. And we, we did go into detail about Badlands in issue two, way back in issue two. Oh. So we've got an article about that as well. Very cool. Yeah, I, I knew we had wrote about it, but I it's gosh, it's been a hot minute. 
But yeah, really, really enjoy the Badlands. So get out there, check it out. Whether you, you know, can only go do the drive, you're still going to see a lot of amazing things. But, uh, you know, I recommend stopping the car if you're able to and get out and, you know, do a little hike, get out and get in the legs. Yeah, get in the middle of all this fun and cool scenery that you just don't typically see in your backyard. So very, very cool. And uh, okay, number six sounds so fun. My problem is I would want to take one home. Um, <laughs> and that is feed the prairie dogs. But we're oh going to we're going to preface that with there's a place to do this, correct? You just there can't go out and do it. Illegal, I think it's legal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is a place where you're like a designated place to do this. And this was honestly an absolute highlight. This you know, I wrote this list as a general, you know, for the general public. But for me personally, this might be number one. <laughs> yes, that, that would be me. I'd be like, I got to feed a prairie dog. It was amazing. They are so adorable. And there's this gigantic sign, like as big as a Badland, <laughs> that oh my says, gosh. stop and feed the prairie dogs. And my friend is the one who saw it first. And I was like, what? Yeah. Of course we're going to feed the prairie dogs. So so we did uh, turn in. And there's just this little general store. I mean, they had all kinds of stuff for sale, souvenirs, preserves, all kinds of stuff. And you could buy a bag of peanuts for $1. Oh, that's incredible. And go and out. And that is the prairie dog food. And they know exactly what to do. They <laughs> see you coming. And they, <laughs> they run towards it once they realize that you have the peanuts. And I mean... These guys are fat and happy oh, yes. on the fat. They are like very in tune with what is happening here. Um, but they're the cutest things. They'll, you know, grab the peanut, shell on and everything and just start nibbling. And they'll just like kick back and sit there like all squatted down. They are so adorable and gigantic, but also so cute. Yes. And they'll just nibble on these, you know, peanuts. And then when they're done, they're like, hey, where's my next peanut? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. I literally would have probably spent hours and hours and hours there like feeding them all. I would have gone through probably a hundred bags of peanuts. Oh, for sure. And they do advise not to, that is one of the rules. You are not supposed to touch the prairie dogs because yes. they are, you know, they are wild animals. Yes. They do have teeth. You, you, you can get close enough to see the teeth. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, obviously don't, don't touch the prairie dogs. Callie, you're not allowed to I one. know. Oh, dang. But they are so, take as many pictures as you want as many as you can. Yes. Oh, that would be incredible. That reminds me when um, we did the Angels Landing hike in Mount, um, not Mount Zion, in Zion National Park. Um, we got to the top of Angels Landing and these little chipmunks were everywhere. And they were so used to people being up there and people getting up there and stopping and eating that I had this chipmunk run up my leg and I had a little like a hiking fanny pack and was digging into my hiking fanny pack, trying to get to the bag of nuts that I had brought with me. And I was like, wow. oh, my gosh. And, I, and it was just like, like, you brought food. I want the food. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I want to take you home. You're so cute. But, yeah, I left him there because I knew that was the best decision. And I did not touch him. <laughs> yeah, Randy's just over there laughing I'm at just me. shaking my head. Yeah, because Randy knows I would save and she rescue would have. We would have animal. a zoo here. We'd have squirrels in our house yep. and uh, all kinds of stuff. It would just be and, terrible. And cows and everything. Hey, this is Callie with RV Destinations Magazine. So it's a new year. And it's a new year full of savings. 
And here at RV Destinations, we are all about the giving spirit, regardless of the time of year. So we encourage you to get out there and subscribe to our magazine, either in digital or print format, or get a little crazy and get both. But we want to bring you some savings. If you use the discount code at checkout, PODCAST20, that is PODCAST20 in all caps, you're going to save 20% off any of our subscriptions, print or digital, or even a combination of both. So be sure to get out there today to www.rvdestinationsmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. Put in that code podcast20 to save 20% off any of our subscriptions. Okay, so you're done feeding the prairie dogs. Now what do you do? Now you go see the bison. Number five is see the bison. And a great place to do that is Custer State Park. So did, did you get to see the bison while you were in Custer? I did get to see the bison. And they were not actually at their fluffiest because I was there in the summertime. I think they are fluffier in the winter. Oh, for yeah. <laughs> but they were gigantic. Like I can't imagine it being any bigger than they are. Mm-hmm. And they were, the word majestic comes to mind. They're, they're, I mean, so odd looking and so beautiful all at the same time. Just their, their sheer size. Like I cannot imagine being, you know, on horseback chasing down one of these things. Like I'm running the other way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did buy a t-shirt though that has a, a bison on it and it says, uh, don't pet the fluffy cows. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite souvenir from the trip, probably besides the elk jerky. Um, but yeah, they have a couple of herds in Custer State Park, and there are herds in other places like Buffalo Gap National Grasslands also has a herd or two, maybe more. And um, you can ask a park ranger where they are and they have kind of an idea, like they always are moving, but they kind of have an idea of where they, you know, were most recently seen and, you know, obviously stay in your car. Um, Don't do anything dumb, but just, just to look at them is awe inspiring because they are so big and, you know, you see them in movies or whatever, but seeing it in person was just bigger. It was just bigger. They were just bigger. Yeah, <laughs> I can't yes. say it enough. And, and they are. And and one of the things that Custer State Park does with the bison, which we were so hoping to do this, but we were just like a couple weeks off, was they do a huge uh, buffalo roundup there yeah. in Custer State Park, which is incredible to see. They do it every single year. Um, and it's always at the same time every single year. So if this is something that is of interest to, to you, definitely get out there, do some research, find out when this is. And check. I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bison being rounded up by cowboys. I mean, you can't get any more Western than that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That is the ultimate experience just to even watch that. Yes. Well, let me, let me also talk about Custer State mm-hmm. Park as well. So if you're not into Buffalo, Custer State Park is probably, I think, my favorite place in the area. I love Deadwood, yeah. uh, but Custer State Park is beautiful. If you yeah. if you take the Needles Highway, you, and this is down closer to uh, closer to 
uh, Mount Rushmore, but if you take the Needles Highway up and, and through the park, you've got to stop at Sylvan Lake. Sylvan oh, Lake yes. is gorgeous, and we, we just wrote about that in issue 18, so if you're if you're a subscriber of ours, you'll you'll see all about um, Sylvan Lake and the the current issue. So it's absolutely gorgeous. And then you take it up over the um, you basically the needles. Um, uh, remember the tunnel yeah, that you go through. Yeah, and you you come to, out through the uh, mm-hmm, uh, the spiral. I don't know what you call them. I the, call them needles. I think they're referred yeah, to as needles. I, they they look like needles. They're all jutting up from the ground. They're all these rock formations. And part of the park drive, you actually drive through it and there there are requirements like if you have a larger vehicle it may not fit like we had a truck we had to put our mirrors in and it it was tight it would and yeah i mean it was tight to get through there but it was such an incredible experience and a lot of the um rock out there is mica and so when you go on these hikes the ground and the hills are just sparkling and it's beautiful. You feel like you're walking on a path of diamonds. It's yeah. incredible. We we've done two wow. we've done two hikes in the Custer mm-hmm. State Park, and both of them are just amazing. Incredible. Um, one uh, starts actually behind Sylvan Lake that we did, and it's pretty. I would say it's moderate to hard, uh, depending on your experience level. If if you're a pretty avid hiker, it's probably going to be on the more of the higher moderate side. But yeah. if, you know, if you're not a more experienced hiker, it's probably going to be like very difficult. Very difficult because yeah. there's some sections there that you got to kind of belly crawl up the side of a waterfall and stuff like that. I yeah. mean, it's, but it's gorgeous. And then we did another one, if you remember, that hiked us up into those needles. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, we kind of went up to the top right. and then stopped and then came back yeah. down and started thunderstorming. Yeah, that's right. We kind of ran uh-huh. back so we didn't get caught in the thunderstorm. But uh, just absolutely gorgeous. Probably the most beautiful place uh, in the in the Black Hills, I oh, think. I think so. And and then, you know, take the opportunity while you're there in Custer State Park is they have some drives available so that you can drive around the park and see kind of the expansiveness of it, get a chance to see those buffaloes um, and, and just see the, the different kind of like levels of the park, I want to say. And this is, isn't this the one, babe? They also had the um, mules, um, like the... I said, am I thinking that right? I don't, I don't Do you know that, meals. Whitney? If these, there was a park that we went through that had like wild, wild mules. What's another word for mules? Yeah. no i do know what you're talking about it was um custer state park it's like at the end of one of the roads i don't remember the name of the road okay if you ask at custer state park they'll be able to tell you yes it's like friendly burrows that's it yep it's the burrows so since you're so good at correcting my grammar yes you, you, I believe you said uh, buffaloes. I did say buffaloes. Is but it I buffaloes gl- or is it buffalo when you talk about multiple? Buffalo? I don't know. I glossed over it so fast, hoping nobody would notice. But way to point it out. So let's see. <laughs> buffalo. No, I think it's just buffalo like deer. It's not deer's. Uh, buffalo. Let's see. What is the Let's plural? go look at the deer's, uh, Whitney. Let's look at the deer. Look at the deers. Let's with go the look corns. at the buffaloes. So she's actually really Aha. looking it up. But it is. You can say buffalo or buffaloes, which is L O E S, or even buffaloes L O S. So well, there, there you go. From that's the from editor Marian, in chief. That's from Merriam Webster. Well, so. that's from that's from the. Yeah, we know. Yeah, there we yep. go. Good. All I just wanted to cr- uh, keep yeah. you in check. There, you are the editor in chief of the, the editor, magazine, which is why I had it right. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, seriously, uh, don't don't. Um, and, and I'm kind of reinforcing exactly what Whitney said at the beginning of this. Don't just go see Mount Rushmore and take off. Uh, you're doing yourself an injustice by not spending five to seven days in the area because Custer, yeah. Custer, you could spend oh, you could uh, spend a week to two weeks days. just hiking yeah. around in, in Custer. But For anyway, sure. so moving on. 
Moving on to number four. And this is Visit the Crazy Horse Memorial, which is incredible to see this ongoing project, which I thought was really cool. And and forgive me, because I forget already, did you get a chance to see the Crazy Horse while you were there? Yes. Oh, good. I did. And it was an absolute highlight. I was sort of underestimating the whole experience. And let me tell you, it was well worth it. I mean... I saw some things online about, oh, yeah, you know, you can just see it from the road and it's fine. No, you really need to go up to it. You need to go to the visitor center, get the really good view, hear the story, hear about the original sculptor and his family. It's like the third generation now that is working on it. Um, Just the whole process and the story behind it and why they chose Crazy Horse to represent the people on this mountain. I mean, it just was amazing. And also while you're there, um, they have the Indian Museum of North America mm-hmm. and um, they have a restaurant. I mean, you could really spend the whole day here. You could certainly spend half a day. I think we spent maybe two hours and I think we could have spent more time. Um, they do have shuttles that will take you to the monument. We missed that. Our timing was off, so we missed that. But Uh, You can certainly see it, and it is mighty large from just from the visitor center. Um, But they have this video that talks about the sculptor and the history and all of that and the progress. Um, And then you walk out the back of the theater, and there is this panoramic view of the monument, and it is truly, truly awe-inspiring. Yeah, so what I I feel a special connection to this because uh, in my previous life, what we call B.C., before Cali, uh, I I went out there many, many years ago. This was a better part of almost 30 years ago, um, close to 30 years ago anyway, and and saw Crazy Horse, and then I've seen it twice with Cali, and so I've kind of watched the progression, and, and as you know, and as you started to speak to, you know, inside the museum, they have, you know, pictures of the different levels and what's just so strikingly cool about the crazy horse uh, memorial is they've never once taken u.s do- uh, government dollars to fund this program yeah. even though they've yeah, been offered yeah. right mm-hmm. they, they they've been offered many many many, many times, times. Yeah. uh and, and they said no that they wanted to you know the lakota were very very adamant about it being publicly uh funded um and so so when you get there you know the door's a little bit expensive i don't remember do you remember how much it was since you were just there i want to say it was 15 per person okay that that might be right uh i, yeah, I was thinking it was 20 but you you, you were just there five weeks right ago so, so so it, actually uh 2023 2024 pricing um is 30 to 35 dollars uh per vehicle depending oh, on how many people are in the car yeah, I think it was per car. There were two of us in the yeah. car, and I guess that's because oh, we split. Oh, 15. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So it would be, for no, two people, I, it's like 24 or 30, depending on the time of the year. I, I was yeah, just in there. Yeah, it's definitely 30 for us. I was just in there thinking, Whitney's obviously more rich than us, because she doesn't know the difference between 15 and 30. I, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> She's no, no, like, no. I'm just throwing money left to right. I don't know, $100,000, $100,000. Certainly not the truth, <laughs> no. Um, we, we split all of all of the things that we did together, so, so it was 15 per person and gotcha. 30 for, gotcha. for the both. But, but yeah, this is a really cool, and you can see it from the road when you're driving by, so don't just drive by. Spend the 30 bucks. Go in and see it. it yeah. It's really fun to watch it, and and they're going at uh, – when did it start? I, do we have that uh, date? I, I mean, it's, You said it's the third generation, so – I don't – I think it was, it was after um, Mount Rushmore, so I think it was probably the 30s or 40s. Mount Rushmore was in the 
thirties, I think. I'm trying to see if I can find oh, it. it. It's it it doesn't matter. It wasn't real real relevant. I, I would just say it's been going on. It's been going on for a while. It's been going on for a long while, and it's it's going at a slow pace. But it's beautiful. Now, now my understanding too is all four heads of the president can fit into this one. I think somebody told me that uh, really? there. Yeah. So this is massive. This is huge. And beca- it is. It is the entire mountain. It is so huge. Right. Yeah. Right. And which is why it's taking so long. And and yeah. and like Whitney alluded to, you can really spend a lot of time here. Randy and I did when we went. We did the the museum. When we came outside, there were local member members of an Indian tribe that was there and doing all these incredible interpretive dancing. Um, so we we sat for a while and just watched all these incredible dances, just one after another, after like the hoop dances. Um, and then they had, uh, you know, Native Americans there on site that you could talk to and just ask questions and um and then just the food. So we ended up, you know, eating at the restaurant. And so we, we ended up, I think, probably spent like five hours there or something and just made a day of it, which was really, really cool. We really enjoyed it. Yeah, so it looks like it got started, if I'm reading this right, 1948. Uh, but they've, they've got some dimensions here that are just, uh, that, that are crazy. So Crazy Horse's face is 87 feet tall, Jeez. just his face. His outstretched arm is 263 feet. Uh, his opening under his arm, which is this old hole under his arm, is 70 feet wide. I mean, you have no perspective of that no. when you're looking at it from the from the museum or the visitor center because it's so far away. His finger is 29 feet long. Oh, my god! Yeah, they said the horse's head is 219 feet high. The horse's mane is 62 feet high. The horse's ear is 50 feet long. The horse's, the horse's eye, so the eye and the horse, is over 20 feet wide and 15 feet high. Jeez. And the nostrils 26 feet in uh, uh, diameter. So this thing is massive, massive. Yeah, um, and it, they have pictures of the workers standing next to it. And so that really gives you the perspective of, you know, even if you can't go all the way out there, you can see, oh my stars, that is the tiniest person I ever saw right. <laughs> you know, next to this gigantic memorial monument. Um, so there's there's some perspective shots that you can see while you're there. And that, that $30 does include the museum as well as the video. So everything is included in that $30 per car or whatever it is um, for, for your group. Um, so, yeah, I think it was entirely worth it. Um, obviously, Randy thinks that it is also entirely worth it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it really is. And the money goes to a good cause. It's helping them to complete this. Tell the and, story. And tell the story. And just yeah. and educate other folks that aren't familiar with the story. And for folks that aren't familiar with Native American life um, and, and their culture and their history. And so this is this is just a great thing to, to have and to go visit and to be a part of, for sure. All right, so we are moving on to number three. Couldn't agree more. Take the scenic route. Yes. So what scenic ride drive did you take and enjoy? So I took so I meant to take Needles Highway, but I took a wrong turn. <laughs> but um but every every road is a scenic road. Yes. Every way you go is the scenic way. Um it's I mean, even the interstate is the scenic route. Um but we drove from Mount Rushmore to Crazy Horse um, along the the highway there. I don't remember the name of the highway, but 
Um, just follow the signs and you can see George Washington's profile from the road. There's a pull off spot where you can see George Washington, um, you know, his profile from Mount Rushmore um, from the road and, you know, through the Black Hills and all, you know, all of the, all of the hiking, all of the bison. I mean, it seems like, oh, you know, it's a national forest. It's going to be a bunch of trees, <laughs> but it is so much more than that. Um, just every road through the Black Hills is the scenic route. Um, yeah. But you guys took more drives than I did. So what, what scenic drives did y'all take while you were there? Oh my goodness. Quite a few. So we did, you know, 244, which uh, Mount Rushmore is located off of is absolutely beautiful. And if you go a little bit further, which we'll talk about, uh, um, coming up is Keystone, but kind of heading away from Keystone is uh, Route 16A, which is just stunning. And if you look at it on the map, it looks like a piece of spaghetti was dropped and <laughs> just kind of like, blah, 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 blah. Um, but there, there's just so many beautiful drives. Through well, here. Even you the have... drive out to Spearfish. Spearfish yeah. is a great little town oh, yes. too. If you, if you don't, you know, uh, if you don't have time, um, or if you have time, I'm trying to say, get out and see Spearfish mm -hmm. as well. There's there's just so much. Uh, uh, Lead, um, uh, yeah, Lead th was there's really the old mining town in Lead, mm -hmm. um, or is it Lead? I now I'm confusing. I myself. don't know. I think we're gonna call it Lead. We're gonna go with that. I, th I think it's Lead, but I I might be wrong on that. It might be Lead, but uh, that was a real cool mining town. Lots to do. Lots of cool. We ate at a restaurant. Remember that restaurant we in the historical building we ate oh, up? Oh yeah, in, that's uh, right. Yeah. That was really neat. Yeah. So there's so much to do. I actually went out there. So our our Winnebago had a lot of uh, work that needed to be done and and we could get back into the factory out in Forest City, Iowa uh, in the wintertime pretty easily. Yeah. Nobody takes our RV out in uh, December, uh, or actually it was January. It was January, And yeah. so uh, my crazy neighbor uh, and I hatched this plan that let's take the RV out, drop it off of Winnebago, we'll take our toad, we'll drive on out to the Black Hills and, and, and go uh, yeah. snowmobiling. You guys spent... Like five days there, I think. I think three or four days. Yeah. I think it was a total of five days. Okay. But we we so so we did that. So we dropped the RV off at uh, Winnebago headquarters, and then we drove out, and got a hotel in the Blacklands, actually in Deadwood, and um, we went out to Lead uh, and rented our snowmobiles. There, went all through the Black Hills, all the way down to Spearfish, and and that was a magnificent thing. That that was a very very unique. If you have any interest in snowmobiling in the winter time of the Black Hills, that is cool. Do it. It's worth every penny, 100%. It's worth, uh, you know, you not being able to feel your fingers or yeah. toes and all that. It's worth every every minute of it. I, I stayed home from that trip because me and cold weather, um, we're not friends at yeah, all. Yeah, so get, getting to the point of, of what Whitney's taking a scenic route, all the roads all are scenic the roads through, the, are. The, through the Black Hill. It's all scenic. It just, is just pick a road and start driving. Yes. You'll run into a small town and just absolutely love it. Yeah, and if you look at it on the map, I mean, you can really kind of connect things and, and make loops. I mean, so if you're into driving like Randy and I are, you know, you can get out there and, and make a pretty decent big loop, a small loop, and it's just, it's going to be an amazing drive. You're, you're, the scenery is gorgeous. So, and part of this drive uh, leads you to number two, which is visit historic Keystone. Okay, I loved this town. This was so stinking cute. Um, it is so adorable. We stopped in for lunch after doing Custer State Park, and it was so adorable. I think y'all got to explore 
more than I did. We saw the train. We didn't have time to take the train, but it, I mean, it looks exactly like you want a wild west gold rush town to look like. It's so cute. It is so cute. And, And we spent, uh, we had gone there twice. Um, and what we did take the train. Um, it's and that, it's the eighteen eighty train, mm-hmm. and it's a two hour ride. You go from Keystone over to uh, Hill City. Yep. I, I've got it up here. That's the reason okay. I, I don't remember all that off the top of my head. You know my memory. I not know. That I good. was like, babe, I am <laughs> impressed. But but uh, yeah, that was that was a really cool experience. So we took the two and a half hour ride. Actually, is it a? Yeah, I think it's two and a half rides one way, yeah. and then turn around and come yep. back two and a half. Mm-hmm. I think. I might be wrong on that. Check me on might that. Might be two and a half total, maybe? It's uh, like an hour there, half it hour says it at the station, depart, hour Okay, back. here it goes. Uh, uh, available departures and return times. And train roughly, the train run roughly every two and a half hours. So that doesn't tell us how long it is. But but anyway, it, it's a pretty amazing trip. It is an old steam train. I, th- I think it's a historical train. It is. And it, it's it's slow. Uh, you know, because it was it was going up and through these mountains, so it it goes pretty slow. But it was incredible, you know, to hear the woo woo. Right. <laughs> well, and it's all open cart, so you yep. might. I, I don't think they probably run in the winter time. I'm assuming. I don't think um, so. Because yeah. it is open cart. You're open air there, but but the whole town itself is as. Uh, I don't remember if Kyle said this or Whitney said this, but uh, it, it is like an old gold rush town, yeah. but it's filled now with souvenir shops and yeah. ice cream parlors and all that. It's definitely a little bit of a tourist trap, but it's a, a lot of fun. Beautiful. A lot little. of fun. Like in front of, uh, like on the main street, there's, it's almost like a two tiered um, of, of shops and restaurants, but it has the big wooden boardwalks in front of it, which I just thought was so cool. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so neat. So you walk along these like worn out boardwalks and pop into all these different fun little stores and restaurants. And yeah, we, we spent a decent amount of time there in Keystone. It's just a cute, cute town. Yep. For sure. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm looking at Randy, but he's not paying attention. Well, uh, one other thought about Keystone before we go to the oh, drum roll okay. is is a lot of people stay in Keystone to go to Mount Rushmore because it's right there. It's the, I mean, Mount Rushmore is pretty much in Keystone. Uh, is that where you stayed, Whitney? Did you say that? I'm not sure if you said that. No, we stayed in Rapid City because we also wanted to do other things besides just Mount Rushmore. And um, it was more central for us to stay in Rapid City. But I kind of wish that we had stayed in Keystone at least for one night. Because it was so adorable. I wish we'd had more time. Yeah, there are several hotels right there in Keystone. But as Whitney points out, um, of course, we're a bunch of RVers. We're looking for campgrounds. But if you... you know, if you do want to get a hotel, there's obviously a lot. Rapid City is real, real close. Uh, we we went into town to Rapid City a couple times. We for did, and some we things. we have RV'd there, but then on one trip we had to take the RV to Winnebago, and that's when we had so we dropped off the Winnebago, and it was during the summer, and that's when we had our exchange student with us, and we stayed there. Oh, that's right, we did that. Yeah, same we thing stayed twice. in Hill City. Yep. yep. So we went out and stayed at a hotel in Hill City, and then on the way back picked up the RV and headed back home. So. There's definitely more than one way to stay in the town. All right. So we're getting to number one here. The number one thing to do in the Black Hills. Uh, give us a drum roll. Uh, this is the obvious one. If you didn't guess it already, see Mount Rushmore. Of course, you got to go there and see Mount Rushmore. Don't don't make the mistake of not seeing yeah. Mount Rushmore. So tell us. You can't miss it. Right, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so tell us your experience there at Mount Rushmore because it's very nostalgic. It's so I have to tell a little bit of the backstory. So when I lived in Japan in a long time ago, 
I was in college and I, I hadn't really traveled very much even in America, certainly not west of the Mississippi. And I had this crazy urge, like as an American, to go and see Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, as soon as I get home from Japan, I am going to go to Mount Rushmore. I am like so brave now. <laughs> I'm just going to go. And it took me a very long time. It took me over a decade. <laughs> to oh my gosh. So I'm so glad that I finally went and it did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, you build things up in your mind and you think, oh, you know, it's, it's not going to be, right. you know, as fantastic as I think it's going to be. Right. It's like, four faces on, on a mountain. Okay. Woohoo. But yeah. it is so above and beyond. Yes. And when you look at it, when you walk in, to the area and you see it down the avenue of flags they have the flags of all the states Mm -hmm. and um territories yep and when you look at that through those flags and you see those faces it it's it's just makes you like swell with patriotic pride or at least it did for me um, which sounds super cheesy, and I don't care because I love all the cheese. <laughs> so I, I, we were so excited, the two of us. It's like we were fangirling at <laughs> Mount Rushmore. It's so true, though, because it and and the way that they have done it, you know, with the Avenue of Flags, I, I think just adds to it. I think if you just like walk through a gate and saw the faces, it would be incredible. But then to see all of the flags down the avenue and the way they just lead you directly to the faces, you're like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Yep, yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's spiritual. Uh, like, like, well, not spiritual, but it's really proud of the national, yeah. uh, well, there's a word I'm looking for I can't find, but uh, but pa- yeah, like just you feel patriotic. So patri- that that right. that's where I was looking for patriotic. So it, it is really cool. Now uh, Mount Rushmore is busy. It's, it's extremely busy. busy. So yeah. so pro tip is get there early uh, as early as you can because um, uh, the line does start forming and, and mm-hmm. the line could be up to a mile long and they've got they've got like six or eight uh, pay uh, gates. Yes. So I mean they're doing the best they can to get you in, but uh, get there early. That's a big tip. We actually one year we brought our RV. We had a uh-huh. small class C. Nope, it was the pool behind because that was oh, when we Tori had the, went with us. Oh, it was... It was our bumper pool. Oh, 20, 24 foot. So mm-hmm. we had a 24 foot bumper pool and we actually pulled there before it opened up and was able to get a lot of good pictures. We couldn't go in because the gates were still shut, but we were able to kind of experience it with nobody else there and it yeah, was kind of cool. And I think cool. we got there... At, yeah, we were still on, our bodies were still on Eastern time. So we got up at like five o'clock in the yeah, morning and got the there by six was or just something. just coming up. Um, and I remember us like standing out in the parking lot, like waiting for them to open with a bowl of cereal in our hand yep. because we were like, well, we'll just sit here and eat yeah, breakfast yeah. until they open up. Yeah, but it's it's really cool. They do have some RV spots uh, there to park. I, I don't know if they can accommodate for a big 40-foot motorhome, but certainly a Class C or even some upper poles I think are fine. You know, check the dimensions, but they do have some RV spots there for. Mm-hmm. It. But also, you know, they got a hike leading up to yeah. uh, Mount Rushmore that that's uh, very easy, mm-hmm. a very easy hike, yeah. and it gets you right up on top of the, uh, not on top, but you get really close to the the faces. And I thought that was really yeah, cool. Yeah, the faces. I would not say that it's totally easy because there's almost 500 stairs that you have to do. Oh yes, but it seems easy at first. Is that initially? Because I don't. Rem- oh, initially uh, when you're going down, we didn't do the other part of it. We just want to. I think oh, yeah. Okay. So I think the one with the steps we didn't do. We just went to the pathway like in front of it, and I well, think there's a the trail that goes behind it too. Is ah uh, okay. So we did the loop, okay. and we we got to a a section right before the stairs and there was this sign that there's 400 and 
25 stairs from this point on. And we were like, oh, <laughs> good thing. we're." And we thought, oh, well, these will all be going down. But some of them, it was like up and down the whole way. So just be just be a little bit prepared. I was glad that I had my knee tape on <laughs> for anybody who has iffy knees like I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't absolutely. remember. But, but we had a lot of steps, but they were on the boardwalk. Were you yeah. on a boardwalk like with a bunch of decking? Yeah. Okay, so I yeah. think maybe yeah. it... But we just went out and back. I don't think we yeah, did... Yeah, if y'all just did out and back, we just did the whole... Okay, the so you must have went somewhere, because I don't remember any major hills. That... No, we just did the out and back, and I remember because we had uh, the exchange student with us, and we just, we wanted to get up close. One of the things that, like, really resonated with me, too, is when you get up close, uh, the the, like, pile of rock that is from everything that they took down from the side of the mountain to make these faces. And to me, like you look at it in a picture and it looks like just a big old pile of, of gravel of rocks, but you get up there and you realize, Oh my gosh, this is, this is actually like the leftovers from somebody carving into this mountainside. And this is the, this is like the dust. <laughs> it's, all, it's granite, isn't it? Isn't it all granite? I don't, I think so. I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. I, I, I'm almost positive it is. Uh, but also there in the national park, uh, I do want to shout out to the visitor center. That's oh, one of a one great of the visitor center. Visitors, visitors uh, oh, sure, yes. absolutely. You know, and but but you know, I've talked in the past about Yellowstone's and Grand Canyons having great ones too. But Mount Rushmore is really good. Uh, we bought quite a bit of stuff on the way out. But the national park itself there has hiking trails, and it's a beautiful drive through mm-hmm. the national park. So you know, don't just whiz on through and and don't look again after you see the faces because there's some really cool pull-offs and and different things there in uh the national park so Mm -hmm. uh but but yeah so that kind of wraps up everything there's still some as whitney you know initially said there's still so much more to do in the area like spearfish and some of the other towns that we haven't even touched on there's great ice cream shops uh, great restaurants. Uh, they're all over the place. You'll see a lot of rock shops on the side of the road that you can pick up oh, y- unique yeah. rocks Love and stuff like that. But as far as getting around, uh, th- you're going to have to drive everywhere. And you might yes. even consider, you know, because of the distances, you might even, if, you, if you're making this area, you know, your destination, you might consider, you know, maybe doing the top half and then coming down and doing the bottom half. So actually mm-hmm. switching campgrounds, I, I think that that could be, especially if you're trying to experience the whole area. I, I would agree because, you know, there's a good amount of campgrounds in the area, but it is, it's really kind of dispersed out between the north section and the south section. Right. Um, so I've got the campgrounds here pulled up and powered by RVLifeCampgrounds.com. Uh, as you know, we've partnered with RV Life. So this is sponsored by RV Life. Da, da, um, da. So there's nine. 96 uh, campgrounds uh, in the area, the Black Hills area, so 96 of them. Wow. So, so if you can't get in one, call another. Right. <laughs> so and now I, I've sorted these by highest rated. And, and again, this is a free resource. It's campgrounds.rvlife.com. Go out and use it. It's free. Yeah. Um, uh, you can pull up all the different campgrounds in the area. But the top one is actually Custer State Park Campground, uh, the uh, Center Lake Campground. we got 10 stars out of 10. Uh, I don't doubt it. Box Elder Forks Campground in Nemo, South Dakota. So you can go watch the uh, the outhouse race. And yes, stay. In Nemo. <laughs> Keep your. Uh, I'm not sure how to remember seeing Nemo, but um, Ditch Creek Campground. I'm um, just randomly going through Creekside Campground. This had 9.8 stars. Uh, Sunset RV Park 9.7. Custer Crossing Campground 9.0. There's so many out there. I mean. I, I would I could spend the whole day reading right. all these Mystic it, Hills, Hideaway, and Deadwood. Um, 
I wish I could find the one we stayed at in Deadwood because that was a really, I really enjoyed that It was a nice one. It was. Bismarck Lake, uh, Custard State uh, Park, Bell Campgrounds. They've got a couple there. Horse Thief Lake Campground. Oh, uh, I remember that one. I got 9.5 stars. So quite quite a few of them. So there's going to be no shortage of campgrounds there. So that kind of wraps up uh, everything to do in Mount Rushmore and beyond. And beyond. Uh, if you want the top 10 um, well, PDF. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, we're not ending it. Okay. I just said if you want the top 10 PDFs uh, of this podcast, you can go out to our website slash. Our, webs- our website slash. <laughs> That's rvdestinationsmagazine.com forward slash top 10. It should be down in the note section. Just yeah, click the just, note section. That'll take you right over. We're you'll pointing. see the state, pick out South Dakota, and click on it, and you'll be able to download it right there. So Yes. And then, Whitney, what kind of fun stuff would you like to plug today? You've got so much going on. You are a published author. You're a massive travel blogger. You've got um, your tour company over there in Israel and the Holy Land. So what would you like to talk about today? I would love to tell people about the Israel Travel Podcast today, since all of our podcasters are listening Now that you're done with this episode, you need something else to listen to. So go over to Israel Travel Podcast. And that is myself and my business partner, John. And we have almost as good a time talking (laughs) as I have with Brandy and Callie. Um, we, We share a lot of kind of anecdotes about our own travels in Israel and kind of just in general in the Middle East. And we have several episodes out, more are coming. And um, so that is associated with our company, Elevation Journeys. And you can check us out at elevationjourneys.com and also israeltravelblog.com. And the podcast is the one that I am the most excited (laughs) about because it is new and different. I mean, I've been doing this with Randy and Callie, but now having, you know, my own podcast is also really, really fun. So Everybody go listen. It is a ton of fun, and I would love to hear from everybody. So so what's one of the most frequent questions you get about, uh, you know, someone con- considering to travel to the Holy Land? Um, first of all is how much is it? <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and I can see that. That's is, a long flight. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a long flight. It's a bucket list destination. It's something you're probably only going to do once, and so you want to do it right. Oh, yes. Um, but you also don't want to break the bank. And so we do understand that. Um, but it really varies. I mean, we have a lot of kind of flexibility and um, we can really work with people on getting the most bang for your buck in Israel. And um, probably the second most frequent question is, is it safe? where are we going to oh, go? Okay. Um, so like, where, what did you say? What I said, is it safe? I would think that that would be pretty high up there, oh, too. Oh, yeah. You know, that probably is number two. And the answer, the short answer is yes. And the long answer is in the first episode of the Israel Travel Podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so, yes, it is safe. And that, I mean, that does go along with like, oh, where are we going to go? Is it safe to go to the Mount of Olives? Is it safe to go to Jerusalem? And the answer is yes. Um, all of the tourist destinations are safe. And they're very, very well guarded. I mean, like you can't even imagine the security measures that are being taken that you don't even see. Um, oh yeah. But we, um, we really love taking people there. We would love to take you guys there um, whenever you're ready. And it's not exactly an RV destination because there are some places that you cannot drive mm-hmm. as 
a, uh, a visitor, but that's why we take care of all of the details for you so that you can just sit back and enjoy. Oh, yeah, that's we're, awesome. We're going to definitely do it one year. Yeah, Again, we, we got to figure out uh, what's going on. We're going, as, as we've told you, to Africa next year, so uh, maybe the year after. Yeah. But, yeah, I've been there, as, as I've told you, too, in uh, previous conversations, uh, courtesy of the U.S. Navy. But I've always wanted to take Cali there because it's such a cool place. It really is. It's You're seeing. It's so cool. And you could. Really you know, and those people that, uh, uh, you know, might be fearful, uh, you know, I was there way back in 1990 and I'm really dating myself. So it's been many, many years and I didn't feel unsafe. You know, the State Department always publishes different areas that might mm-hmm. not be safe. I, I remember back in 1990, like going to Bethlehem was something that uh, they, they told us do not go there. You know, that and that was the U.S. Navy getting the information from the State Department because there were some things going on at that time. So so you can always go on the state website and I'm mm-hmm. sure the tour company uh, that Whitney has there would you know avoid those kind of places oh yeah i mean it's bethlehem is totally safe you can come to bethlehem with us now but you know we're on top of things we we keep on top of things so that you can just kick back and enjoy right right well let's let's face it you can go to the black hills in in south dakota and get robbed or mocked or something like that so and i think a lot of people are are so fearful of going out of the country because they feel like they're somewhat protected here but you know, there's can as many anywhere. crazies here. Are there as there's there are more crazies anywhere. here? Yeah. I think anywhere. Have you world. watched the media lately? There's more crazies oh, yeah, there's, here than there's a lot of crazies. I would think I could argue that out. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Whitney, for joining us once again. I we love having you on. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thanks for talking about the top ten things to do in Mount Rushmore and beyond. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on, y'all. You are so welcome. And again, don't forget to grab your PDF copy of the top 10 things to do uh, by going to rvdestinationsmagazine.com forward slash 10. And be sure to get out there and subscribe to our magazine at rvdestinationsmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. So we are available in print and digital format. So get out there and just join in the fun. Thank you all out there for joining us today. Please rate us and review us because that helps the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? For the algorithm gods. The good go- the Google gods. Yeah, and it, it makes the Google gods happy. Well, it d- it makes the- whatever uh, platform they're on. Help, it helps yes. us on that platform. So, so please rate us. We would we would love to have. Well, only rate us if you give us five stars. I was just going to say, if you're going to positively <laughs> rate us, we would love to have a rating from you. If not, then maybe you should just, you know send us an email. (laughs) So please rate, review, and subscribe to or follow the RV Destinations podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. I am Callie Beheimer here with Randy Beheimer and Whitney O'Halick, and we want to thank you all for listening to us today. Safe travels, y'all. Be safe. You've been listening to the RV Destinations podcast. Hitting the road in an RV is one of the most popular things to do nowadays, and it's our passion to clue you in on where to go and what to see. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, visit our website at www.rvdestinationsmagazine.com, and from there, you'll get a more in-depth look at destinations for the RVer. Thanks for listening, be safe out there, and we'll see you next time on the RV Destinations Podcast.